Welcome to Jet Cetera. This is the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about the Jets, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Mike, it is episode 50. I was just going to say, this feels like a, a milestone. What, what, what do we do with that? Uh, 50 is kind of lame, though. I think 100 will be like bigger. We'll celebrate 100. I think so, yeah. Somehow. And I guess we'll people se- will send us cake. We we didn't start this <laughs> off doing it weekly. We were doing it bi-weekly, which maybe explains why it took us a little longer. We've we've been doing it weekly now for a number Since of months. Since the pandemic started, right? Uh, so I guess if we stay on the weekly, we'd celebrate 100 around this time next year, right? Because 52 I think that's weeks. How it works, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Mike's so, math is awesome, right? So uh, this uh, time next year, okay. So yeah, that's uh, that. There's there's some future, something to look uh, forward future to. Future oriented here we are, folks. So today, let's stick to today for now. We'll be talking about the Jets and the Flames um, drawing even after two games in their four game set. What we know about the Jets after ten games, they're six three and one. Uh, the play of Blake Wheeler and the Jets defense. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about getting outdoors this winter. And, folks, it's Super Bowl Sunday this weekend. And uh, before we get started, just want to let you all know, Mike is here, but he's playing hurt. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, day-to-day upper body. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth is upper body, right? Yeah, you have been having issues with your um, tongue this year. My tongue, my teeth. Um, going back to the dentist, we can... We can fill folks in a little later on what that's going to involve sure. but yeah if i sound a little off kilter today it's because the mouth is a little um it's a little damaged right now all right so here's the first period folks i think i think i i think that joke is running thin <laughs> jets have played the flames uh twice this week well monday and tuesday mike and then they play thursday here again and then what next tuesday next in tuesday. Calgary. so it's funny it's four in a row for the Jets against the Flames, it's not four in a row for the Flames against the oh. Jets. Flames are going to play the Oilers on Saturday. Oh, in between, did not know that. Yeah, so it'll be so Jets get them four straight. Flames get them four out of five. Oh, okay. Well, let's just stick to the three games here uh, for now, since since you've advised me of that. Let's just stick to the first two to begin with. Right. Um, any thoughts on the play? Uh, for the for through the first two, I'm having trouble with my mouth too. <laughs> through the first two games, say that really fast five times, folks. Well, it's it's fitting that we're in the first period of our podcast because I think the Jets would be really happy with their first periods. They've been of good the last the two period. games. They've they been very been. good. Uh, and that's a, a two good nothing s- lead and a three one lead. A three right? one lead. So a pair of two goal leads, and that's a good sign for a team that, let's be honest, didn't have a lot of great first periods in the first stretch of games. In fact, the Jets seemed to, in the past, they were getting stronger as the game went on, and that's why they had to come back so many times. The last two games, it's almost been the opposite, Steve. They've gotten J-Bell. No, it's not. It's uh, another guy, though. Okay. Well, we'll just just let that go to voice. We'll have to call you back. Leave a message. Um, The Jets have gotten off to strong starts, and then it's felt a little bit like they've been hanging on for dear life uh, the last two games. I guess on on Monday, Steve, they didn't entirely hang on for dear life because they ended up blowing that two goal lead. They ultimately fell behind, and then the uh, the Mark Shifley goal with the goalie pulled got them a point. Uh, but last night, uh, thanks largely to Lauren Bressois, the backup goaltender who was just terrific, uh, the Jets did hang on for dear life, and they got the full two points out of that. 
Uh, I don't know that that third. So they're tied three points each after two games. Um, it, it, Jets are up 3-2 in oh. points because Calgary did not get a point last oh, night. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. So the Jets okay. have pulled one ahead of the Flames oh, there we from go. where they started. All right. My math is not as good as Mike's <laughs> math, folks. <laughs> uh, now, if you go back, of course, to opening night, the Jets also beat the Flames in overtime. Right. So the Jets have the Jets have racked up five points in three games, whereas the Flames have racked up four, courtesy four. of two. Uh, sorry, no, an overtime win, just three, an overtime three. win, a regulation loss, and an overtime loss. So, so uh, what I what I've noticed, what I think, anyway, is my take on the first two games here, or whatever, is that it's interesting that you mentioned that the Jets were really dominant in the first period, and it looks like the Flames have been a little bit more dominant in the third period. And the second periods have kind of been a little bit of both. Uh, but I would suggest throughout the entire games, there's been times where one team has looked really, really good, and there's been and, and then there's times where that same team has looked really, really bad, and vice versa. Right. Um, at maybe two evenly matched teams, kind of that and are going to play like this. Slightly, I'd say, similarly built teams. Yeah. Right. They both have uh, now neither starter played last night. It was the backups, but they both have really good. Number one goalies. Not, not bad backups. The guy from Calgary, back- Riddich, is that his name? Big Save Dave. Big That's save what they Dave. call him. Big so Save, they, yeah, Dave. He's not bad. He's not bad. And Lauren Bressois, of course, has his moments as All well. Right. But if you look at the makeup of the team, maybe some questions on the blue line of each team, but a lot of really talented forwards up front, a nice mix of maybe some younger skill and talent, and then some more veteran leadership and poise so yeah the Jets and Flames this is probably who they are they're teams that are almost going to trade shifts in momentum and it makes for exciting hockey when they play and I suppose if you're a fan of either team you maybe don't get too high or too low because you know that how even they are and you're right if we were talking about this from a Flames perspective we would probably say the same thing the Flames were hanging on for dear life in the first period, and yeah. they got stronger as the game yeah, went on. Jacob Markstrom was really good the other night. I thought they, I thought the Flames, I thought uh, Hellebuck got out goaltended. Frankly, he, he did. I mean, he was very good as the game went on, especially with that that second goal, he, the first goal, first goal, the, the one he let in. Yes, Chris right. Tanev's goal from his own blue line, seven seconds into the second period. Which ta- now the the team really and everybody seemed to really try to do everything they could to let Hellebuck off the hook on this. Um, you got to stop that puck. Uh, I, I, I don't fluke. Kelly Rudy, I was watching the game Saturday night. Kelly Rudy had a really interesting take on Connor Hellebuck. First of all, he was saying that he didn't feel Hellebuck was squaring up properly on some shots. Secondly, he related in his own experience, Mike, that when his play was struggling, when he was struggling with his play, those fluky type of goals went in way more often. Right. Those type of goals never happened when he was on his game. So you can say all you want that, that not, he's not getting the bounces, but potentially he's not getting the bounces because he's not playing well. Yeah, and you know, I'm not a goalie expert by any stretch. Kelly Rudy obviously is. One thing I have noticed about Hellebuck early this year is there seems to be a little more motion to his game. Like when he's really good, he's just, he, he doesn't move a lot in his crease, right? He's He's a big guy and he's just, solid and, yeah, and very calm, right? yeah. very calm in the crease. There's been a little more herky-jerky yeah. motion going on from him. Contrast that with Lauren Brissois, who ironically and perhaps fittingly, when you see how he plays at times, has the exact same goalie coach as Hellebuck because there's a similar style they play. 
Lauren Brassois, I thought last night, was was in in the right position all the time. Very calm. Even a puck would hit him. There might be a mad scramble in his crease. You'll never see him flopping around. He just just makes himself big and covers the net. But yeah, Hellebuck, I think, and we had this last season too. Uh, in his Vesna Trophy winning year, he had a rough first month. And so I don't know if he's just a bit of a slow starter. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But you could actually make a case, Steve, that his last three starts, Connor Hellebuck's, have all been not so great. That there's been at least one, sometimes two or three goals that you'd say, ooh. I don't think he's had a good game period yet this year. Uh, a, a good game, uh, an overall game all year. Maybe the Toronto game. Right, where they lost. Jets were outplayed quite a bit that game, and maybe or whatever. But I don't think that he's played a solid game. The whole, he's had moments. Don't get me wrong, where he's kept the team in it. But I mean, I mean, people go on and on about how well Connor Hellebuck kept the team in the game. All goalies do that. That's it, it, it's not unique to Connor Hellebuck. That happens with every goalie in the right. league on the good teams, anyways. I'm sure Andre Vasilevsky keeps the Tampa Bay Lightning in the game lot. Ottawa's well. goaltending may not keep them in many no, games this exactly. year, but or they don't Ed, have good Edmonton, goaltending. Or Edmonton. Or Edmonton. Right, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know whether to be concerned or not. Only time will tell. Sure. Um, uh, I guess if you're the Jets, though, uh, and you're looking at this from a glass half full perspective, your Vesna Trophy winner, as you say, Steve, maybe hasn't had even one great game yet, and yet they're 6 3 and 1 right. through 10. And so you have to think Connor Hellebuck's going to get better. And the Jets are also going to be adding Pierre-Luc Dubois, who has yet to play a game with them. And, of course, the guy that he's replacing, Patrick Laine, only played one game with them. So they've gone now nine games without Laine or his replacement, uh, to which if you're the Jets, you're thinking, hey, life's pretty good right now uh, where we are. I mean, 6-3-1 and one could be a lot worse. They're... They're in a playoff spot. It's probably way too early to be talking about playoff spots, uh, but in a fifty-six game season, if they were three, six, and one, it would be wouldn't be too early to be talking about a playoff spot. So I think that it's not too early. The fact that they're in that spot, and if they just maintain, if they were to go six, three, and one in their next ten games, sure. And I think that's what we'll we'll see a little bit more about this team in the next ten games. Um, if they were to be twelve, six, and two after twenty games, uh, that would be pretty good positioning. So. I think the ten next ten games will be um, reveal a lot. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Setra podcast. Mike, um, a, a one player in particular, but a couple players surprisingly have come under some heavy criticism early in the season here on the Jets. Uh, one being uh, the captain Blake Wheeler. Um, he was on uh, the ice for a lot of goals against five on five. Ten, I think. Was that what it was? He is minus nine. Is he minus through nine? Through ten yeah. games, Steve. Okay. That's ugly. Um, he, he, he had three assists the other night, though. <laughs> Two on the power play and the third, which was like a power play because the goalie was pulled. Right. So, I, I, I'm, yeah, exactly. So um, He has 11 points. Find me. There may not be another player in the NHL. I haven't looked, so I'm speaking out of my arse here. But is there a guy that's a point-a-game player through ten games? who's a minus nine. minus nine like that's really hard to do to have yeah. 11 points in 10 games but also be minus nine yeah there's i'm sure there's been guys that have done that so he has not looked good in his own zone he's not even really looked great in the offensive zone he looked better last night is he okay is he is he hurt i um, think he's hurt you think he's hurt the team won't say 
Okay. If you read between the lines a bit of Paul Maurice's, I didn't. Did you catch his somewhat cryptic post-game comments? I didn't yesterday? last night. No. No. So Paul Maurice was asked a couple sort of pointed questions about like, hey, what's going on with Blake? Because um, he had one play yesterday where if you break down the replay, it looks really bad. Like he made, it looks like he made very little effort to kind of, there was a three on two developing that led to, I think it was Calgary's first goal in the first period, the, the Kachuk's first goal. And Wheeler looks like he lets the guy just blow by him. Paul Maurice had a bit of a different take on it. He actually said Wheeler was taking the guy he was supposed to. Someone else was out of position. But I think that's the coach defending the captain, which is fine. But Paul Maurice then said, he made a comment about that Blake Wheeler's going through some things right now that I'll tell you more about in two or three weeks, is how Paul Maurice put it, which certainly raised some eyebrows among us. You know, well, why can't you tell us about it now? Like, what's to what's going to happen in two or three weeks that you can talk more about? But to me, that that and I had already heard before the game yesterday that Wheeler might be dealing with something. When Paul Maurice makes a comment like that, you then think, okay, he's playing hurt, and the coach just doesn't want to acknowledge an injury. But this might be one of those once he's healed, then Paul Maurice would say, by the way, Blake was playing through a. Whatever. Could be something off ice too, I guess. It could be. We are in a global pandemic. We are, and we we were talking about that just on press row last night too. That there could be. I mean, people have stuff going on just outside their work lives right yeah, now. Yeah, with parents and grandparents For sure. and close so, relatives, children, all kinds of things. I'll yeah. say this though: yeah, uh, all kinds of things. Look going at Blake on. Wheeler's time on ice last night, Steve. It jumps out. He only played like thirteen minutes. Um, somebody did the math last night. That is the lowest number of minutes Blake Wheeler has played in a in a Jets game in six years. And the last time he played that few minutes, he took a puck to the face during the game, which took him out for a period of time. He came back, right. patched up. But a non... I mean, again, he may be injured, but the fact that Paul Maurice pulled the reins back on him that much last night... That tells me that he's dealing with something for sure, whether it's injury or otherwise. But it's it's not the Blake Wheeler. He looked a little better in the offensive zone. He did uh, the less, the, maybe a little less ice time. Listen, the guy is how old is he? Thirty four now. Yeah. Um, you know, big strong guy. You know, and always, um, you know, skated. You know, really really hard and uh, for sure, right? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've had issues with Blake Wheeler's um, performance off the ice at times, not so much in the last couple of years, but in the past, but have never questioned his his um, effort for right. sure on the ice. And so, um, I mean, can a guy can a guy go that downhill physically that quickly? I don't think so. Don't think so, so there must be something, right? Yeah. And so I guess here's the thing, if you're the Jets, if let's say he's dealing with something and he's it's affecting his play. Do you just do you just let him fight through it? Like, are you doing more harm then by having him in the lineup? Well, at, I don't know. who else would they put in though? I mean, he's he's still pretty good on the. I power do play. wonder yeah. if Pierre Luc Dubois was already here and available. Like, would Blake Wheeler take a game? Would they give him a game or two off? Like, would they feel like they have a little more flexibility? But right now, they don't want to do that. Um, I don't know. I mean. They did break him and Mark Shifley up earlier this week, which also raised eyebrows because they don't normally do that. Palm, they've been joined at the hip. 
Uh, but I think. By the way, how about this line? Pierre Luc Dubois, Mark Shifley, and Nick Ehlers. Who's on the wing? Shifley? Any of them. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. It probably Dubois, doesn't. Dubois, he played on the wing. Yeah. yeah Dubois. Du- Dubois has said that he. And in fact, Dubois was a winger in junior right. and then he converted to center. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, that line would be. One thing people don't know about Pierre Luc Dubois that I think we're going to find out. There are many that have said he is going to be the fastest player on the Winnipeg Jets. Wow, faster than Ehlers. Faster than Ehlers. No kidding, eh? And he's a big man. Like, I don't. He's a really good player. He is a really good player. <laughs> like, I know you've yeah. long admired his yeah, game. Yeah, I, I've liked him and a lot. And in fact, yeah. it was a couple of years ago, I remember you were talking about him, and I started paying more attention to Dubois just because you were talking about him. And I found myself, again, from a distance. He reminds me like a Ryan Getzlaff. Yes, you know like, I mean? like a young, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, like a, he's a really, really good player. He he's could be the get bigger, he could right? be the Jets' number one center. He's five oh, years younger than sure. he's five years younger than Mark <laughs> Shifley. Which brings the the other guy. I find this surprising. I was I I don't go on Twitter a lot, but sometimes whatever. There's been a lot of criticism of Mark Shifley this year that that he's that he's lazy. This. This is not true. No. Like, this is just not true. I, why the perception of Mark Shifley being lazy? He's strategic. He doesn't skate around like Kyle Connor and Nick Ehlers. And no. Listen, I, I don't mean to defend Mark Shifley here, but that's just that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Like, it this is. guy tries as hard as anybody you've ever I've ever seen. And works on his game as much yeah, as he anybody, works for off sure. The ice for sure. Um, People want to train. Part of that, is, again, it's a product of you look at the Canadian division every night, I guess, except when they're playing Ottawa. He's basically going up against another elite center. Like, mm. because in the North here, there are some of the, you know, McDavid, Pedersen with Vancouver, and Besser, like, and Tavares and Matthews. Like, it's loaded. Drysidle. So it doesn't matter who he's out there against. Even on the Flames, you look at what they have. Lindholm's a great player. Yeah, he's a really good player, yeah. So I don't know that Mark Shifley's, like, he's he's battling with the best. And some nights, just keeping the other guy maybe in check a little bit is, and chipping in where he can here and there. Again, he's also more than a point. I think he's got 12 points this year. Yeah, he's still up there in scoring. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the lazy thing. I yeah, mean, I'm not buying that. I don't. I don't. I, that's one thing I don't see on the Jets, and I've written about that a little bit. Is that I don't see any lack of effort um, for sure. They they're, they're a hardworking team for sure. Um, if they get beat, it would be. It's not going to be because of that. Right. Um, now, lots of people think they're going to get beat because they have a really poor defense of uh, defense. I, I'm not in that camp. I think that their defensive troubles. Are with their wingers, yeah, <laughs> um, yes. totally. Okay, like that's their problem, and that includes Nikolai Ehlers, and Kyle include- Connor, and Blake Wheeler, and whomever else is playing on the wing. Well, Patrick Mason Lining Appleton, when he was here, uh, all of them, right? Sure. You know I mean, I think that their their major problem on defense is their wingers. Um, I've been impressed with most of their defensemen. Dylan DeMello has not been great. Josh Morrissey continues to. Make some odd plays, but the other guys like and and Derek Forbert for sure has been a really good player for them. Um, I'm not overly surprised by that. Here's a guy who was a first round draft pick. Um, he played with Drew Doughty for it, it, Drew, yeah. Drew Doughty was like when Drew Doughty was I'm not, elite. I'm not a big fan of using who you played with sure. as, as a barometer of but how. But that you, tells you the coach at least 
He played a lot of minutes for Los Angeles. I checked his minutes. He played a lot of minutes. He had a lot of uh, hard minutes, a lot of quality ice time. So obviously the coach at the time, whoever that was, um, thought he was a good player. And, and they drafted him first in the first round. So right. they thought he was a good player. So um, he, he has been a pretty decent player. Paul Maurice threw out something interesting last night, Steve. The, the Jets do their own analytics, of course. He said that and this isn't, isn't something that's readily available to us. But he said they they track something I think they call them kill plays, and he said it's it, they they break down when the other team has the puck in your end, and then you basically take the puck away from them, stop them from doing what they're trying to do. He said uh, Derek Forbert and Neil Pionk as a pair lead the team by a lot in kill plays. That's their that's their shutdown pair. Yeah, they've been pretty good. Um, yeah, and that's so. the only defensive and pair Pionk that's gets the puck up uh, upward, upwards, and Forbert does as well. For sure. I, actually, he, he he could probably use a little improvement in that area. But uh, overall, and then you know, and then I, again, I continue to be really surprised by the play of Logan, Logan Stanley. Stanley yep. um, last night, I was especially impressed. Now I don't get to see it like you do. You're in the <clears> rink and you get to see the big picture. Um, but he, you know, he he makes a lot of plays with that reach and his positioning. And, um, yeah, he's not the quickest guy sometimes below below his own red line there or whatever, um, but he, he seems to be making some plays, isn't he? Absolutely, and Paul Maurice, I think, has fallen in love with his size. And yeah. he also has – There's, I'm seeing more of a, a nasty or a mean side to him. Last night we saw it a few times. Even This may not have even shown on TV, but a few times after whistles, he's chirping with Flames guys. He's shoving guys around. Um, just to wrap this up, to go back to your suggestion for lines, I would love to see Shifley, Dubois, Ehlers. That would be dynamic. Second line, you would have maybe Stasny, Wheeler, Connor. Connor. Yeah. And then you'd have Andrew Kopp back with Adam Lowry, and yeah. they've been terrific. Maybe you've got Mason Appleton with them. And then you've got a fourth line of Matthew Pro and Jansen Harkins and Trevor Lewis. Like right. suddenly it's coming it's, back. It's, yeah, so it rounds out a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the way that Andrew Kopp has played, obviously, uh, but I'm I'm not sure that you can you're going to go all the way with him on your top line, right? For sure, and yeah. him with Lowry gives you that option to have a true shutdown line that can maybe free your other two lines up for some more offensive chances. <laughs> Okay, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetra podcast. That's where we just talk about whatever we want to. It's at Cetra. It is. No rules. No (laughs) rules. So um, It's like when Grandma and Grandpa used to come over to take care of you (laughs) while Mom and Dad went out. Just The rules just go out the window. I've got an email to read here to set us up here, Mike. A couple of emails. I got an email to us. I guess, I don't know whether you got it. But anyways, last week, I guess we were talking about keeping our hands warm when we go out winter right. doing whatever. So I got an email. Hi, you and Mike were talking about how to keep your hands warm on Jet Cetra, it says. While my hands were always freezing, but no more now that I've worn leather mitts made by Reber, which are made right here in Winnipeg. Toasty warm hands now. Apparently they sell at CAA and Chamois and Cabela's and elsewhere. I guess they're about 45 bucks a pair, but well worth it. They last for years. It that, sounds like you just literally read the script for a commercial. I know. That that came from L&T with a smiley face uh, emoji, which is always nice to see. So um, I was out again on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, fat biking. I rented a fat bike on the weekend, Mike, and rode the Seine River Trail from 
firmware to the perimeter and back. And, um, you know, it, the whole thing with biking in the winter, for me anyways, is, is getting keeping my hands warm. And I've right. said this before. So I ended up, the best thing that I found this weekend anyway was, was some HBC Team Canada Olympic mittens that I put in my backpack. And that worked pretty well. But yeah, mittens seems to be the way. This whole idea of gloves. Of I gloves, just, yeah. Um, so these are called what? Rebar? Yeah, I might have to check them out. Well, and it's interesting because last weekend was pretty mild, right? Yeah, All beautiful. things considered. This coming weekend, Steve, the not so much. Polar Vortex is back. Is this the Polar Vortex Part 2, I guess? Because we the had sequel. one We had one just for a few days. I think this one might last a little longer from what, what all my weather friends are telling me. We could be in for a couple weeks of of sort of Arctic temperatures starting this weekend with yeah. highs like only in the mid minus 20s. Lame. Uh, so might need those <laughs> gloves uh, come this weekend. I'll tell you what, though, uh, as a walker, I, I went for my walk yesterday. This sort of slushy, I don't like this to walk in. It's, I, I would almost prefer either it be a little warmer or a little colder. But well, I think we all like the minus 12 with yeah, sunny weather, right? This yesterday, I found myself just on the sidewalks and stuff, like slipping everywhere because everything's you just some studded shoes. I do right? like put some nail or golf, golf spikes or something. Golf spikes, yeah. uh, but it was hard to get traction yesterday. Uh, and I think it's just because of this sort of weird state of, of weather right now where it doesn't know if it wants to be warm or cold. I guess it is going to make go, go in one direction by this weekend and it'll freeze everything up again. But yeah, that's a good good idea on the uh, on the gloves. I may uh, I may pursue those. So I'm out uh, biking. By the mm -hmm. you might have read this in my playbook I this did. morning, but I'm out biking. I'm, somebody uh, saw you. I'm riding along or whatever. So all of a sudden, somebody else, Steve, and I'm like, whoa, who's that? So I stop or whatever, and he goes, yeah, we get your we get your email every morning or whatever. So it was. Were they just out for a walk or were they biking as well? No, they were walking. So yeah, the Saint River Trail is pretty. It's an interesting thing. There's people. Uh, uh, biking um, and then there's there's far more people hike just walking right. uh, or hiking and then there's there's a trail that goes all the way the river is a trail um, and you can you can basically walk that the whole way except for except for don't be this guy okay don't be this guy so there's lots of hockey rinks mm -hmm. and different um, places where people use the river for recreational activity and then there's Oh, a couple of guys and or people. Let's not blame. Let's not. I'm presuming <laughs> gender shame. I'm presuming they're guys, right? Okay, that have made the entire river their their rink. Okay, so we ran a letter. In I the, was uh, just gonna say, did you read the letter to the editor? I did. Somebody I, the other day said it's peak Wolseley. It is like it's like what, what like what the hell is going on? Like right. why do you need the entire river? Like can't you leave a little path right. for walkers or bikers? I mean, or by the letter of the law, you don't own no, no. you don't own any of that. That's no. not your property, right? No, it isn't. No, that's so. You, I mean, you're lucky that you can stake any kind of a claim, I guess, to any piece of the ice. This letter here by Curry Gillespie, which ran in our newspaper, says, Please remember, our rivers are for everyone. If someone has put the effort into creating something, use it as use it as is your right, but respect it and help keep it in good shape. Like, if you make a rink, remember those users who are not on skates and allow room at the edge for the walkers, skiers, 
and cyclists. Let's all enjoy our great winter pig. Like, come on, man. So I haven't been on the rivers to sort of see this for myself, but are there people, like, are there arguments happening? Because are people guarding their (laughs) rinks, like, sitting there in a lawn chair and, like... Um, No, they're not. And so the reality is, is that even the people that have, you know, made the entire river their rink... Yeah. Yeah, people just walk right across it. I mean, you, you can either walk across it, which could be slippery... Or you can cut up into the woods and take a path around it, which right. you can do. Don't get me wrong. It's not like there's not a path around it, but that's not the point. So many people are have respected and left a path for everybody yeah. else. Why can't you? Right. So, dude, we often joke the old sort of you know old man saying "get off my lawn" is "get off my rink." Now the new sort of slogan, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, it's. uh, it's, Okay, I got one other email here. It's an email. We should do this. We should actually do this on a regular. The mailbag. The mailbag. We can call it. The weekly mailbag. Okay, this has nothing to this. This is how this email starts. I got it. Late yesterday evening at 11, 12 p.m. last night, I got this email. It's prime time for me, late late <laughs> evening for you. I was still awake for some reason as well. This has nothing to do with hockey or sports, but as I was scrolling through your playbook feature, which I read each weekday, thank you, I happened to stop halfway through and your face and realized that you look like a totally different guy when you don't see the beard. Better looking, in my humble opinion, and a lot younger looking. Have you ever considered shaving it off? <laughs> Or is it your signature look? <laughs> so just before you answer that, look? where was he seeing a picture of you without well, the beard? This is a lady, a oh, Louise, she. Louise Moore. So where did she see the beardless picture? I'm not sure. If you Google my name on, okay. on the internet, you'll see pictures but of so me. But so presumably she has seen it because she's referring to a picture of you so. without your beard. Yeah. The playbook photo is of you with, with the, the beard, full beard. Yeah. I'm not sure. Which, is, which, by the way... The playbook photo, your beard is longer than it is right now. It is. You've yes. trimmed it now, I guess. For, I don't know when that photo was taken, but it uh, was. Yeah. That must have been when it was, was at the, its longest. Um, yeah, that was the David Letterman look there. Yeah. For Very sure. David Letterman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the idea is that I am going to, just to answer your question, I am going to shave it off on March the 20th, the first day of spring. Is that, um, I was going to ask why there's a set date for it, but that answers that. Is it just you want to usher I in? just pick the date. Usher in spring. Just, with, yeah, pick yeah. the date. Yeah, like I'm, I'm getting tired of it. I, I want to wash my face. <laughs> That's pretty good discipline though to like, you don't sometimes just wake up and say, you know what, forget March 20th. I'm going to do it today. Uh, that, that could happen. Oh, so. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Right. Um, but um, I mean, I like it, but now I'm going to get rid of it. Um, Are you going to be the guy that gets rid of it and then immediately regrets it and then starts growing it back again nah, immediately? I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could be. <laughs> I mean, I was. I. I was unsha- I was shaved for a long time, right. so um, I have way more experience. I've only had a beard for a couple of years. I grew it, as you know. I think I've mentioned yeah. this before. On a as I was hiking through Israel, not. Like it didn't grow while I was hiking. <laughs> that is impressive. That's a long hike. 40, 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was going in a circle. <laughs> I'm jealous if you could grow that on a hike. Um, that's new, meaning to five o'clock you shadow. Have to, you, have to, you have to be hiking through the desert of Israel. Clearly. To, to grow, to grow that. Yeah. That quickly. Yeah. I, I could probably go to prison for five years and not come out with something quite like that. Uh, and are you going to do it yourself or are you going to get somebody professionally no, to do it? No, no, I'll have it done by somebody, yeah. So. I think we need we, we will need a video of that, though, okay. uh, maybe for our website. 
All right, folks, we're back for the overtime session of our Jet Setra podcast. Mike, it's Super Bowl Sunday this weekend. Um, you going to watch the game? I am. Uh, looking forward to I'm not. I'm not a huge NFL fan. I am a sports fan, though, and I love big moments and big games. So I'd watch the championship game of just about any sport, any league. This one, to me, Steve, is, is extra intriguing just because I love the... I, I always look for storylines, and this has a bunch of great storylines. Yeah, I mean, the first ever host city to have their home team. That's never happened before. Brady in his 10th, and the whole idea of, you know, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, versus a guy that some think might eventually be the greatest of all time. If nothing else, he's probably the greatest of present time in Patrick Mahomes. So the quarterback matchup is is terrific. Um, I just hope it's a good game. Like it would it would kind of suck if it ends up being a Who's blowout. Who's doing a halftime show? Are they doing a halftime show? There is a halftime show. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I suppose I could Google it, but uh, it'll be. How, what are they letting? Twenty five thousand, I think, in is what I yeah. read. Yeah. Um. So the halftime show is going to be. So I, I went to uh, here's my NFL the weekend. Oh, what, what the weekend is, is that the a halftime? Band or it is, it's a it, no, it's one guy and he he's one called guy? the weekend and his name is the weekend, right? And he doesn't even spell the weekend like you spell the word weekend. He does it's W E E K N D. I don't know why the e yeah. Sure, all right. He's pretty good actually. I, is I, he? Yeah, very popular. I'm so I like uh, I have no clue of any new music i i listen to the 70s and 80s sometimes the 60s yeah you won't Uh, hear him on there no i guess not so um a couple weeks ago i sat down and i was already i canceled a video um date i guess you want to call it with uh, a friend i don't know if you call it a date when you're chatting with a guy friend are you i guess sure be anyway so um because i wanted to watch the tom brady um Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees. Or Drew Brees, right? Okay. It's two weeks ago. And um is that two weeks or three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah. Two, yeah. So when I was already I had my uh, prepared, I'm sitting down or whatever, I turn on my TV or whatever and couldn't find it. Nowhere. Okay. It's not on. Turns out that the NFL has only been on cable. And I think the Super Bowl will only be on cable this weekend. I don't have cable. Right. So it's not on one of the specialty channels. It's, it's not. It's like CBS it's, or it's Fox, Fox or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's not on TSN. So I only stream TSN and I only stream sports right now. And I wouldn't do either of those, frankly, if, if unless the Jets. I think Global or CTV going. is the Canadian. CTV is doing it. Right. So, but you don't get CTV. No. So, you know, this is, we need to do something about this. This is, you should be able to, I'd be willing to just click and pay right. to watch the Super Bowl. Like Charge me 20 bucks. Pay-per-view. What, by the way, have you noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but I was on iTunes, mm-hmm. Apple Music, and I was going to rent a movie the other day, and it was a new one um, with Denzel Washington in it. And to rent a movie, it was twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Like twice what yeah. you'd pay going to a theater? Well, you can't go to a theater. No. So right? they I mean? Yeah. So and another another movie I saw that I was interested in renting was fourteen ninety nine. Um I ended up watching the Downton Abbey movie <laughs> for four ninety nine. But yeah, so but okay, I'm cool with that. 
I'm, I'm, I, I would be cool with paying twenty four ninety nine, right, this weekend to watch the Super Bowl. But I'm not interested in cable. There's nothing on cable that I want to watch, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? So there's got to be a change in this somehow. Well, and you also wonder: Are they losing out on potential revenue streams? Because if you're thinking that way, how many others are in a similar boat? And that's money that they could be getting from you that they're just not collecting. Now, maybe there's some way to do that that I don't know. But can you buy NFL ticket for the weekend or something? Yeah, that's a good question. um, I'm going to look into it. But um, it seems if sports, live sports needs to cut the cord, I guess they're getting so much money from these networks. But is there not a way to... I guess the networks wouldn't go for it, though, right? Didn't no, like, cause it's funny because I've heard similar complaints this year from hockey fans here in Canada with the whole bl- the way blackouts work, like for these Canadian yeah. games, that yeah. people are furious in other markets that they sometimes can't watch their own team even or other Canadian games that other they want to see. Games, yeah. Right, and so the- I couldn't watch any other games this week when the Jets were on. Right, is that how it was working? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we. Our family, we buy NHL Center Ice, which is like $169 for the season. So I get every NHL game, even every game from the other three divisions as well. $170 for the season? For the season. To get every NHL game. So I'm spending $20, $35 a month for Sportsnet and TSN. Yeah, it's about the same, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, but if you didn't want to spend that money, then you are out of luck. And some people have said to me, well it's a pandemic, they should waive all the blackouts. To which I'd say, well, but that's their only <laughs> revenue source this year, right? Like everything I, should be free. It's a pandemic. I guess, but I mean, that's the last thing they're going to do this year. <laughs> no, they're going to charge more. If, exa- right, In like case the you movies. haven't noticed, there's a right, little bit of people price think It should be charity now because <laughs> it's like, well, then what's the point of even, the only reason they're playing this year is because it's a made-for-TV event, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think this is the year you're going to get any breaks. No, they're not getting deals on things this year, folks. No. Um, try buying uh, exercise equipment or a bike right like prices any or movies like that's crazy yeah. 24 bucks to see yeah. so i was tempted but not just for myself so then i was like well i should invite some people over to watch it then it makes it more value charge of the machine no but you can't do that you I only have so two right i can have two yes i'm gonna have a couple of people come over and watch the movie for 24.99 i can't remember what the movie was but it looked really good i'll have to google it it's a new movie by denzel uh, with denzel washington okay. and anyways it looks really good um that's it that's We're it. That's time, all. Mike. Oh, That's... do we want to make a prediction? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. I think Kansas City wins. Um, like I said, I hope it's a close game. I'll take Kansas City 35 to 31. Wow. I could, I could High not, scoring. I, I have no idea. You know what? I, 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 I'm I, not a big Andy Reid fan. Right. Are you um, a Tom Brady fan, though? Yeah, I don't mind Tom Brady. I actually don't mind Tom Brady, you know. I'd, it'd be a it'd be a pretty cool story if he goes and wins a super. Everybody thought yeah, he was I, he I, couldn't I, win apart from New England. I, 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 don't, and, I don't make predictions, but every once in a while I'll cheer for a good storyline. So I'm going to cheer for Tom Brady to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back here next week, and we'll see uh, we'll see which one of us maybe called it right or wrong. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed uh, your time with us. We'll be back next Wednesday. Stay safe and, oh my goodness, stay warm. Thank you.